to grow in his faith and journey with Jesus, one of the things that the Holy Spirit will unveil to you that will provoke different stages of your life in the Christian life is what they call the anointing. Because Jesus himself is the anointed one. His name, Jesus Christ. Christ means Christos, which means what? Anointed. Anointed. Anointing there is a representation of God's authority placed upon him as the one to be the savior of the world, who will free humanity from the shackles of death, sin, and darkness. That authority is a huge one, very big one. It takes eternity for us to truly have a complete comprehension of that office. We may be enjoying some dividend of that office you know, a little bit here, but we can't truly enjoy the fullness. It's in eternity we'll see the glory of the Christ. And so anyone who comes into Christ, anyone who is born again, comes to that realm of the Christ or the Christos. And that's what we are called Christians. Okay? Meaning the anointed ones. The ones who are participators in that office. And so it's our participation, our office that gives us freedom from sin, freedom from darkness, freedom from the grave. Very important. That office, that office is the office that vanquished the devil. Through his passion, death, and resurrection, Jesus unleashed that office that brought about the downfall of Satan and complete annihilation of his authority. In the realms of death, darkness, and the grave. And so the devil will continue to raise his office. So each time you see the devil fighting Christians, you begin to ask, what do we do to him? The fact that we are born of that office makes us an eternal enemy of the devil. And so he will attack you. He will manipulate you. Some will say, but Father, I'm just serving my God. Why? I mean, I, I didn't disturb the devil. You don't know that by virtue of your birth in Christ, you have been raised a militant, an enemy of the devil. That you're not manifested does not mean that you are not his enemy. It's not that you have not grown in that office to know. Because once you go in that office, it changes your entire life purpose. Everything about you changes. And then your mission is to make sure you establish the kingdom of God on earth, which is the purpose of that anointing. So the devil will keep resisting that office at all levels. So when he sees you, he sees a potential element of God's kingdom on earth. So he's not attacking you. He attacks you by manipulation. He weaponizes your mind. He corrupts your soul. He takes advantage of your appetite. He shuts you down. He redirects your appetite to other things so that your appetite for God will be completely null and void. Because you know that as your appetite for God increases and as you grow in your passion for God, you can awaken into dimensions that will make you not to become responsible in that office and you can do a lot of havoc against his kingdom. That's what Ezekiel chapter 20 said, those who don't know their God shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. All of us are born elements of exploit in the hand of God. And so that's why the devil will continue to militate against us. 
as you grow in your faith and your relationship with Jesus and the anointing be stirred, you will see that militant dimension being quickened inside of you. And you begin to be in warfare. First, you're not fighting flesh and blood, but fighting principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Check all the saints who are outstanding. All of them confronted Satan. At one time in their life, the devil appeared to them. Check all of them. Either physically or in their minds or in their dreams. Check all the saints. All of them had a time in their life when they confronted Satan. Because Satan says, you will come and testify. You, you have resisted me so much. And will try to bring them down. So if we don't understand this dimension of our Christian faith, then we can just think that our life on earth is just to serve God and go to heaven. No, 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 no. You are making a very big mistake. If you don't manifest that dimension of the Christos in your life, your testimony of Christ is too shallow. It's not your being good that just takes you to heaven. You must exercise dominion. Check Jesus' life. When the Bible says he went about doing good, what was he doing? He was healing, he was delivering, and casting out demons. Hmm? Amen. Why I'm sharing this is because the first reading gives us the mind of the devil. What the devil is always conceiving about those who are there, the anointed ones, the righteous ones of God. You see? See, ungodly men reason unsoundly. He manifests his thoughts through ungodly men, saying to themselves, let us lie in wait for the righteous man. That is their plan every day. And Jesus said he has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He will come, he will kill if the opportunity is given to him. He will steal the things that should help you grow spiritually. He will steal your joy. He will steal your faith. He will steal your devotion. All those times you feel dry in your life, you don't want to pray, you think it's a joke. He has stolen something out of your spirit already. You know, just like if you go to the, maybe the judge, the electrical port of this house and go and take a one-round fuse, the house goes off. You know, he'll just go into your spirit and take up something. And you think you're just tired. No, he has stolen something from you. And then when he has stolen all the things that are necessary to build you up spiritually, and now you are empty, he can now what? Attack you. He can bring destruction. So he's constantly at work. Because our life, even our existence, without even anything, our existence brings reproach to them. He says, he professes to have knowledge of God and calls himself a child of the Lord. It becomes to us a reproof to our thoughts. Can you imagine? Just that you, you are existing, you are a judgment on them already. You don't, you don't understand. This is who we are. This is the reality. And we must develop our consciousness in this dimension. And have it as a culture. We are in the world. We are not of the world. The devil says it's a lie. Even though you are in the world, you are of the world. And you will do everything in part to make sure that you walk in a worldly manner. Talk worldly, live worldly, live carnally, make choices that are available in the world. Kill your passion for God, raise your passion for the things of this world, that you are ready to even die for them. But the passion for prayer, passion for righteousness, passion for the kingdom, passion for evangelism, for the things of God, you will kill it completely out of your life. You will turn into just being a religious bigot where you just parade outward form of religion, but no power inside to, you know, buttress what you testify. You know, you see how they attack Jesus? Consistently, they were after his neck. Anything he does, they question. It, it, those men were being controlled by demons. 
all those reactions from them were controlled by demons. And they will not relent. If they went after your master, you think they will see you and wave at you, they will go after you. They will still do the same thing. They know the weakness of man. They will keep bringing temptation. They will want to make sure they tune you down to the deadest you know, minimum. They will steal your faith. They will steal your zeal. Pumping weakness into you. Send you sleeping waves. You know, stir you up with irritation, unnecessary anger, all forms of bias and prejudice, manipulate your mind. They will continue to do that. Let us see if his words are true. Let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous man is God's son, he will help him. And we deliver him from the hands of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture. Yes, they will test you. Have you seen the devil physically testing you? Eh? Physically? Have you seen him? No. no, he won't see him with the horn. He will move people around you. He will bring a situation, cause quarrel, disunity, all forms of bias. Stir up all kinds of things. He will use things around you. And then you will say, excuse me, you are doing this to me. When you act carnally, you respond to such things. You respond to such things. And you think you are talking to a human being. You don't know you are talking to a pulpit in the hand of the evil spirits. And check well. Sometimes sit down and check well. All the quarrels, all the fightings, all the anger you have displayed over the years. Have you ever checked well? How has it ended? Check well. All the fights. Check well. Where has it led you? It will come like a, a wave. After using and dumping you, you go. Keep coming. And each time it does that, you know what happens to you? Your Christos anointing depletes. Once it depletes it, he goes. He renders you what? Empty. That is why one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So you don't spill the treasures you carry inside. You don't know joy is a treasure. You don't know peace is a treasure. Righteousness is a treasure. And they will contend with it all the time. And the psalmist captures it all well when he says, The Lord is close to the broken hearted. The one who is ruled by the Spirit. The one who is ruled by the Word of God. The contrite heart. A humble heart. A meek heart. He said, The Lord turns his face against the wicked and destroys the remembrance from the earth. When the just cries out, The Lord hears and rescues him. Rescue them in all their distress. All, not some. In any distress that comes, be it physically, spiritually, the Lord will deliver the brokenhearted. That is why you have to every day bring yourself under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit so He can break you, break you, break you with humility. Sometimes when He breaks you, you appear foolish, but you don't know that foolishness is strength. Just like Jesus accepted all the nonsense that came to Him. Or can you see that became the key for him to be a master of this universe? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. Not the stiff necked people. They said they were heard about the stiff necked people of Israel. They were stiff necked. They were stubborn of heart. You see the point? Many are the trials of the just man. Yes, the devil will bring the trials. Mm -hmm. But from them all, the Lord what? will rescue him. The more you are broken, the more he will rescue you. The more you are susceptible to his demands and walk by his word, the more the Lord will rescue you from all their 
distress all. You will allow even one to, to, to touch you because that will taint his glory. He will guard, he will keep guard over all his bones. You see, that's the testament of Jesus. Not one of his bones shall be broken. The Lord ransoms the souls of his servants. All who trust in him shall not be condemned. What a beautiful sound to instruct us, child of God. Let's submit to him totally. Let him have his way. Kill carnality. Kill carnality. Let humility take over. Every day, don't allow the devil to use human beings to torment you, to torture you, to stir up vexation in your heart. You are full of love. You are full of peace. You are full of joy. That's what the Holy Spirit gives. You know, the kingdom where we belong in the Bible says it's not food and drink, but what? Peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. That's what our heart carries. And so when you allow yourself to be stirred up with all these other negative energies, it depletes your energy and makes you empty. And the office of the Christ in you will be depleted. And you will lack power. You will lack comfort. You will lack divine, you know, peace around you. And when you allow that way, you cannot make influence. And so we pray at this Mass for the touch of God again and again upon us. Especially at this time of grace. That his hand will be heavy upon us. And as you come with the Lord, say, Lord, break me, break me. I'm stubborn, break me. I'm not yielding, break me. Take me by force, even if I resist. Yes. Sometimes I have to look at that kind of prayer. You know, break me, Lord. You know, mold me again, oh Lord. Whatever is stopping me, take it away from me by force. So I can become useful to you. So that your hand can be upon me and use me for the things you want me to achieve in my destiny. God bless his words now. Christ our Lord. Amen.